0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with co-host Guy, episode number 112. Yes. Um, I'm excited because I've still slightly um, hung over from golf from the last two days of last week. Yes. Yes um we went to our one of our favorite places in the entire world i teased it a little bit on social media a video coming very soon i spent 24 hours well, you obviously came with me as well um in the home of golf you only know
2: say it's one of the favorite places on earth i think it actually is my number one favorite place i've been
1: to it's well that's the caveat I've been to because yes, obviously I'm sure a lot of people will say yeah but such a place is better well I've never been to such a place but I think St Andrews certainly for golfers and somebody who is so passionate and love golf so much that is one of the great that is the greatest place I've been to in a golf scenario. We've been three times now in the space of what <laughs> six months. I feel like it's our home. It is but it's that
2: at the, this point now the novelty still isn't wearing off. No. Like, if you worked there or lived there, surely after a while it does. But for me, and I'm guessing for you, I'm still in awe of
1: it. That, you know what was strange this time, though? It was a different scenario to what we've experienced in the past. It was. So we went in January. Obviously, this podcast is now. So we went last week. Um, it was outrageously quieter than I've ever seen it.
2: It was quieter apart from when you were walking down the high street and some guy went, I'm in the clubhouse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the high street was quite busy. So the students weren't fully back yet, Um, the St. Andrews University students. Some were just kind of starting to appear. Um, Obviously, it was quite kind of, it's been cold, even though the golfing gods were looking down on us in those absolutely two days the down weather us. was absolutely outrageous and um, you're going to see all this in the video coming soon so i don't want to give too much away but yeah 24 hours in st andrews we got to stay in our favorite hotel in the world the old course hotel yes um who sponsored the podcast a few episodes ago it was everything that i dreamt of and maybe more
2: it, yeah it's just <laughs> i think again this is partly what the video was about but certainly we ha- i don't want to be kind of too generalized here but we do have a very heavy male audience we know that from the, from the things we can see and obviously if you have a, a wife or a partner who's not into golf it could be quite difficult to try and persuade them to to go with you to a kind of golfy location that's just fair in it yeah st andrew's is so much more than golf so much you've more. got the beach and when i say beach i don't mean a little like farty little bit of sand. Yeah. it's an actual full-on beach it's
1: huge but when it's sunny as we saw Beautiful. it's amazing i mean it was, it was beautiful on a sunny day in january it was so imagine that in july when it's absolutely warm i mean i we saw it last time when we went in august um the beach was packed for miles and miles
2: i'm really looking forward to the audience seeing your really kind of moody drone shots we got me standing on a rock looking into the abyss
1: i could have we could have shot a music video
2: <laughs> it looked like this. this shot that people are going to see in the video it's like you're stood there looking as if you're really like pondering why are we here in existence? When really you're thinking, what, what does, how can I gain three miles an hour of ball
1: speed? <laughs> what does life mean? Yeah. <laughs> how can I hit it twelve Should yards? Should I further? use a
2: stealth this year or not?
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, that video will come out soon. Like I said, I don't want to give too much away. But we got we got to spend an amazing couple of days. Like, lads' day. Oh, it? it was an absolute lads' day. Me, Guy, and Matt, who manages the the podcast. It was a proper lads' day. You forgot somebody there. Oh, Scotty. Scott. Scott the Scott. Have you followed him? I, I'm not finding But Basically, we were <laughs> on the... He's tagged me in a post.
2: Has he? Yeah. I'm going to follow him. Um, I really liked him. So basically, we were on the... Waiting to tee off. Well, Rick was waiting. I would say weird if I was playing. I wasn't playing this time, but that's fine. You've treated me to the, a once-in-a-lifetime trip, so I forgive you for that, uh, for not inviting me this time. <laughs> but we were stood on the first tee waiting to tee off, and this kind of random lad came up and said, oh, can I get a picture with Rick? Which we get a lot. You're a big name, Rick. You're a household name. You're the lady's House- housewife's <laughs> favourite. And he was very pleasant. So said, of course you can. So you got a picture with him. And I kind of chatted to him. You did a bit of warming up. Well,
1: didn't, he, didn't he come over from, was it? He came from Dundee. Yeah. so about
2: a 20-minute drive over. Because
1: he saw we're in St. Andrews that day. And he literally parked his car up. And after two minutes being out of his car, he walked to the first tee and bang, that's where we were. He found you. And I kind of got the feeling he was a sound guy.
2: Yeah. So I went up to you and whispered. I said, is that a nice lad, this lad? Should we let him walk around? And you went, Yeah, yeah, cool. Let's let him walk around, which is very nice of you. So Scott walked around, and the first few holes, he was kind of, I said, oh, If you stand near me, we'll always be out with shot, because obviously um, I kind of know where to stand and stuff to not be in, in shot. So he stood with me, and I was chatting to him loads. And he was kind of quite quiet and reserved, <laughs> taking loads of pictures. He said to me at one point, I don't know if you know this, but Rick was putting, in, and your put head cover was on the floor. And he said, oh, Do I have to just move any mood to get like, a really nice picture of I your saw head the cover? Picture on is that what he's put on? Um, and. But by the end of the round, he was. Because what another thing that happened actually? <laughs>
1: we were nearly hiring him.
2: We nearly. Yeah, it was really kind of. Are we talking about Matt's? What Matt did wrong? Should we let like, the audience know that, or do you not want to say that?
1: Um... I think for Matt's safety.
2: Okay, for Matt's safety. Matt did something wrong, uh, which is fine. We're forgiving just about Matt. But by the end of the round, Scott was giving Matt a bit of stick it was. It was a stick, and he was really nice lad.
1: Um, and we had we had on seventeen and eighteen. had a bit of a crowd forming. Load of uh, some of the students that were there yes. had kind of heard wind that I was playing. I joined up with two young lads as well who were university students there. Yeah, um, clever guys, Alex and. I can't remember the other guy's name, sorry. But uh, we played 1718 and they were loving life. So, yeah, it was an amazing trip. So, video coming soon.
2: You know what I love about these trips, though, is that obviously anybody when they go away can meet people and kind of make friends and get chatting in a pub. That's obviously quite a, a common thing to happen. But obviously, because people. Which co-
1: weirdly happened to us as well. Well, that's what I was
2: <laughs> going to say. Because you get a lot of people come up to you and stuff naturally, we end up chatting to people like Scott or like the guys in the pub. And you kind of realize there's a lot of sound people out yeah. there, aren't there? It really
1: yeah. is. A lot of you guys listening are actually all right. That's what <laughs> surprised me. Every time I get back in the car, it goes, I thought everyone listening wasn't all right, but there's a few all right ones. Um, quick shout out as well. You might have noticed on the table, sorry if you're listening, but I'll describe it to you. Um, I came into the office this morning. There's a little parcel arrived. And I was like, oh, what's this? I've got no idea. I'm cutting it open. It's all very well packaged. I open it up. A gentleman who watches the channel from Stoke-on-Trent called Richard Dawson, or Dizzy, he likes to be known as. Of course he does. Has... You can made, push shizzy from now on. <laughs> has made us some exclusive the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast mugs. So I've got the one that has the black with the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, the podcast on. Guy's got the black with the RS headphone logo. Yep. He's even got us some little placemats He sent us four cups, four placemats, and I think that's very nice of him. So thank you very much. He'd noticed after watching the podcast on video that I typically drink out of a a cardboard cup. Yeah. And you drink out your Monster Can, which absolutely drives me insane, but I don't say it too much. But now you don't have to. You can drink out of that. I can drink out of this. Well, you drive me insane sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, really good um, week. Um, I'm going to give a little teaser of something that's coming up this week, which... I honestly believe that you guys listening to the podcast and watching are going to one, be amazed, two, shocked, three, ecstatically excited to listen and watch. Talk to me. On Wednesday, we've locked in our biggest guest yet. I want to say we, you've locked in well, yeah. our biggest guest yet.
2: Outrageous. And um There's a clue on our Instagram, that's all I'm going to say.
1: So, at the Rick Shields Golf Show. A little snoop around. See what you can see. clue. See if you can guess. So, we don't want to give too much... We don't want to say the name yet. Just in case some things happen and it doesn't get recorded, I want to make sure that it's locked in the can before we actually properly announce the guest. But it's going to be huge. Yes. It could be controversial. Yes. We might make a new friend for life. I'm classing him, which is
2: a giveaway, as a friend already. Because we've been chatting on right. DM.
1: <laughs> oh, you've been sliding. Yeah. Um so yeah, very, very exciting. So hopefully next week's episode um has the potential to be the biggest podcast we have ever, ever done. Yeah, this- and we are not gonna shy away from some controversial questions. I will. <laughs> that's what that's
2: my vibe. I can give all this banter and controversy when the person's actually in front of me i'll just sit like a quiet little mouse
1: <laughs> this cup will be filled full of vodka next week <laughs> just for some dutch courage what is that? <laughs> yeah, no, <man. laughs> so yeah really excited about that um also after last week's podcast buddy youtube twitter social media blew up it absolutely went insane um, i want to thank everybody for their wonderful supportive messages this was about the my girl spy dig um, that they had. Um, oddly enough, no response from them, which no. I'm surprised about. Um, but thank you so much for everybody taking um, our information as it should be taken, the honest, the truth, and realising that it, the outlandish claims of me only hitting five to ten shots is just ridiculous. Um, so thank you so much for everybody. You, your messages were very, very nice to read. Thank you so much. The One of the videos, the, the actual clip of... Um that
2: bit, what you're talking about, that beef, has had 209,000 views on the second channel. Wow. Which is obviously phenomenal. A lot of people that watched it aren't normal podcast listeners. No. Um, and there's a number of comments saying they couldn't understand me from Americans. And I know I'll get, I talk fast when I get excited. <laughs> and somebody said, it sounds like he has a mouthful of marbles. Oh, wow. Better. So I'm really trying today to talk slower. And I'm probably still talking too quick. But that's my new vibe for 2022. Baggy your <laughs> jeans and talk slower. If you listen to the guy in 0.5 speed, yes. you'll be about right. Well, did you see that clip a while ago put on my story? Yeah. Of me and I, I didn't understand what I said myself. <laughs> it's because I get
1: excited. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I don't think you speak fast. I can understand what you're saying, but there are a few comments. So it's nice that you're taking those on board and slowing things down. Did you have a you nice weekend? Uh, I played mini golf again. Did you? Yeah. Where Kids at? love it. So I felt a little bit bad on them because um, a couple of weeks ago, around Christmas time, we went to a local park near me. It's a big, um, it's huge, well, it's Hay Hall Park. Yes. It's huge. You ever been? Yes, played golf there. Uh, yeah, it's got a golf course mm-hmm. and it's it's massive. It's got this, what we call the mega park, because they've got this park there for kids. It's just ridiculous. It's so good. Um, so we went around Christmas time, but we went about three, half three so it's quite late to go there yeah. oddly enough and i promised them we'd do mini golf because they've got this 18 hole kind of adventure golf thing there we've done it before but it's been a number of years and because they seem to be so into mini golf at the moment and i'm not really pushing them i really want to give them as many opportunities as i can yeah. to play it There's a few weeks ago i took them to the one at trafford um so i really wanted to take them we got there about half three four o'clock closed oh for god's sake that's annoying not floodlit so it's closed we, then when we went to centre park, we were booked in to do mini golf again and it absolutely lashed it down. And we didn't end up getting time, so it was on the last day, annoyingly. Some listeners might say you should have just kicked the kids out and made them play in the rain, but it was more me. Yeah. I didn't want to play in the yeah, rain. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so again the weekend came and I was like, right what should we do kids and again so excited Can we do mini golf and i'm like this is brilliant yeah so we went much earlier 11 o'clock just me and the and the kids uh claire to spend time at home cleaning the place up or whatever and just getting things sorted so i went not a problem shoved the kids in the car went to hay Hall. played mini golf um did you win taught well it's always hard with the kids because yes i did i battered them good uh do not give them shots. <laughs> um, but obviously, I'm very focused on them. I taught Jude the correct grip. This is something phenomenal. When you say correct grip, well, though, Let wait, me tell you something. Sh- this is phenomenal, okay? Go on. I realised something this weekend with the kids... So I've not really ever taught them that much in golf yet. The little tiny bits of information, where to stand roughly, you know, where the club should be positioned in P3, yeah. what the shaft angle should look like. But Jude's
2: like. a big fan of Danny Maud, isn't he? She gets yeah. a lot of his tips from Danny Maud.
1: <laughs> you know, I like to see exterior flexion through the impact zone, and, and they Who know doesn't? that. They know that. Yes, <laughs> they do. Um, so I've been quite easy on them at the moment, um, just giving them some basics. So... Pearl and Ivy can hold the club pretty well. I don't have to ever show them how Mm. to hold it, right? For what I thought. Jude holds it like this way round. So his hand's almost on top and it really frustrates me. So I managed to get his hands underneath this time, right? All three of them put left hand below right. Do they? They've copied off you. Because I do. And I've never shown them that. How mad is that? Yeah, that is. So they all put left hand below right. And I can't tell them that's the wrong way. Because <laughs> it's what I do. Um, but yeah, really good fun. Um, I managed to get a hole in one and none of them were watching. Oh, Literally. That was a lot to you, not it? One of the hardest holes. I thought, this, this, I fancy this. Hit it up, roll round, in the hole. I went, kids, kids. And... One of them was looking up at the stars. One of them was bloody picking a nose. One of them was doing something else. I was like, I just got only one.
2: So at that time, you you, you reckon you're the only one open qualifying? but that wasn't on camera. So yeah, (laughs) convenient. Uh,
1: So yeah, it was really good. Um, So uh, again, I'm really keen on this at the moment. Uh, After they've played about 14 holes, they were just starting to borderline drop off. And I honestly wanted to just go straight away because as soon as I feel like they start dropping off... Being engaged, I just want to cut it straight yeah. away. So we actually missed two holes out, maybe even three. Finished down eighteen, done.
2: So on that note, if you're enjoying this podcast, that's it. We're done. Cheers. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> no, nice bit.
2: I think that's that's why. All oh, right. I yeah. He yeah. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Mini golf is good. It's yeah. fun, and that's why I think. I've said this before, but like when you watch golf on the TV, it can be boring sometimes if you're not into it. Certainly. But if you show somebody a putt that's eight foot and say, if this ball goes in that hole, that person's gonna win a million dollars or whatever. Yeah. It's obviously exciting. And that's what obviously many golf don't win a million dollars, unfortunately. But it is fun, isn't it? It's yeah. so simple. And obviously what the ones what like at Trafford where they have all the dinosaurs and stuff are um very fun. But I had a weird weekend.
1: Talk about Trafford. Well, just before that,
2: I actually um today we're recording this is Monday. Yesterday was obviously Sunday. I normally wake up quite handy. But for whatever reason, I was kind of sleeping in yesterday morning. And at half past eight, I woke up to a. Oh, whoa. At my front door. <laughs> oh, right, oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> was, yeah, okay, that was I'm the glad, front door. I'm glad you Let clarified. All right.
1: I'm glad you clarified that was the uh, door there. Yeah,
2: so the front door, like to the point where this is the police. No one knocks the door at half oh past God. eight on that a Monday loud. morning. Oh, it's horrendous. Like, well, Sunday on Sunday morning. On Sunday morning, sorry, yeah, half past eight. So it woke me up. So I ran downstairs in my box of shorts. And open the door.
1: I've got you know, no idea what you're going to say. Yeah. I didn't
2: know what I was going to see. So a lad stood there with a black, like, North Face bubble coat on, jeans and, like, black trainers and a can of Foster's. Are you joking? I, no. Absolutely bladded. He was like, Oh, mate, uh, uh, Scouser, uh, uh, can you order me a taxi, mate? It's like, What? He was like, Can you order me a taxi? I was like, what? I was like, still after what, what? literally I've just woken up, I've been downstairs in within 15 seconds. I was like, what, what's going on? He was like, oh, I've got I've got money. If you order me a taxi. So I was like, right, I said, if you get off my like drive or whatever, <laughs> get, get off the front, lamp. get off the front and then I'll ring you a taxi. I wasn't really gonna ring him one, but I thought get him. He wasn't like in danger, it's like really drunk. Yeah. So he went, right, and then he went, but have you got a lighter? And then he got a po- box of cigs out. I went, no, I haven't. He went, Oh go
1: go put it on your stove. As if you're going to walk through your house.
2: With a lit sig. So I said, right. So I shut the door and locked and He still stood there. So I went and got him some matches. I thought, I want him... I'd, if this was, like, on the street on, like, a Saturday night, I'd just say, get away, mate, or whatever. But I thought, I don't want, like, trouble on my front door. Literally, I'm actually on my front door. So I got some matches. Went back to the front door. Where was Abby? She was in bed still. We were both, like, literally asleep at this point. So went back to the uh, front door, giving my box of matches, them generic cooks, matches, whatever. So we struck a match, kind of half lit the cig, it wasn't really lit properly. I went, right, I'll, I'll ring your taxi now. I went, just go, on, <laughs> go, go away and shut the, shut the gate behind you. So I, I shut the door, locked it. He walked off, went upstairs, looked out the window. He was gone, didn't see him again.
1: <laughs> How mad's that? That
2: is weird. Like, where I live, as you know very well, it's quite a busy road. It's not like near a town centre no. we We'll roll out of pubs. I've got no idea how he got there and no
1: idea what happened to him. Well, hopefully you got home safe. Well, yeah. I thought you were going to say to me, you did all this and I went, I'm in the clubhouse. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have been invited in.
2: A couple of mini egg bars on me. But yeah. (laughs) That's um, weird. That is weird, isn't it? But speaking about kind of um, weird things in golf, we had something that was posted in our Facebook group. Um, If you're not a member of that, why would you not be? Baffles me. No, it's free. It, it is actually well. It's not free. I get a little thing. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. Um, and it's a golfer who lied has been jailed for six months. Wow. So
1: <laughs> listen to this. So our our condone or condemn has yeah, actually become real
2: life. It has, and I'll, I, you, you struggle to condone this one. But a champion golfer who swindled twenty six thousand pounds in benefits has been jailed. So wow. um, I mean, his name's in the paper, Alan Bannister who played of a handicap of six, so he's a good player, claimed crippling arthritis and back pain meant it took him 15 minutes to walk just 50 yards. That's what he used to tell people. That he had such bad pain, he couldn't walk more than 50 yards. Wow. Right? As a result of that, he was able to claim a top-rate payment, usually reserved to people who cannot walk. Uh, for more, for, He did that for more than eight years. Um, and he was also handed a mobility car as well. But he found himself in a hole when investigators filmed him walking around an 18-hole golf course. Oh, my God. The 56-year-old was also caught on camera hitting a 240-yard shot from the first tee and then lifting his bag of clubs with one hand and uh, strolling down the fairway. <laughs> the former mechanical uh, mechanical engineer had claimed his condition was so severe he could not lift a saucepan or even peel potatoes when he applied for disability or living allowance in 2004, a court heard. The same year... He joined um, this golf club in Wales and told his fraud trial last month that playing the game um, helped to reduce his symptoms. But it took a jury um, no less than two and a half hours to convict him of taking money by deception. Wow. Jail for six months. Wow. Let him off. <laughs> <laughs> He's off six.
0: He's a he wanted player. a self-driver.
2: <laughs> I'm joking. I do not. Oh um, my God. Does, that God! any mean, way, just shape shows or form.
1: how powerful golf is. It does. Because it might have taken him 15 minutes to walk from his car to the first tee, yep. as soon as he hits that 240-yard drive, <laughs> it's all pain. he's skipping down the fairway.
2: No, that is obviously very, That's very naughty. bad, and we're not, you know, we're make a joke of that, but that is, is not on at all in any way, shape or form. Yeah, he's and he'll uh, Yeah, he'll... Uh, but,
1: yeah. I'm guessing he has to pay all the money back.
2: Well, I guess so, but I think I'd rather pay the money back than spend six months in jail. Like, hey, how much should you... Right, okay, question for you then. You go to jail for six months. Okay. Or you can pay not to go.
1: Okay. What would be the limit of what you'd pay? Six months? Yeah. all so, your meals a <laughs> <You're laughs> Jolly. <laughs> not needing my mobile phone. Bring some
2: really good podcast ideas and video ideas. Come out with
1: a little tear too. <laughs> yeah, I mean...
2: <laughs> right,
1: let's just play... Right. I, I wouldn't last a day in jail.
2: Imagine... What, what Would you try and go in with the, I'm a sound guy, I've got no issues, anyone don't hurt me, or would you try and be a bit hard
1: just to kind of let the tough guys I'd, know? I'd really hope that some of them were golfers. They're not golfers. Ah, uh, it's not a golf jail.
2: <laughs> right, you're put in a, in, a, in a room with me, and you walk in, I'm the hard man,
1: and you knock on the door, and, you open it, and I go, all right, mate. Hi, good afternoon. What are you in for? Um, I uh, accidentally um, tripped someone over. And if you I, are! I fell down some stairs and... I don't know why I'm this. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird way of saying it. i was trying to think of some, like, golf term, Then I didn't give the judge a, a put once, and I won the match. You were grass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. <laughs> You'll be all right around here,
2: son, just pulling your leg. Are you what? that Rick Shields? <laughs> Rick Shields? <laughs> yeah.
1: You can call me whatever you want, sir. So. Um, I think you'd do very well in prison, Rick. I would do terrible. I would yeah, do terrible. You would do very well. Yeah, so if it touched wood, it doesn't happen. But if it did, we sell everything and please, everybody, bail me out. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd re- require at least £10 from every one of my subscribers to, to bail out me out. out. I mean, yeah. that's, that'd work. It's quite a lot of money. It's 20 million. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. Give a million to the jail and then I'll be fr- scot free with 19 million. Let's do that. Mm. Um... <clears throat> What else has happened?
2: <laughs> well, what else has happened? As you know very well, what's happened?
1: Well, <sighs> I gave Guy the news on Friday afternoon. In fact, did I tell you while we were at the old course? You told me on the 17th tee. What a fitting place to tell me. So, if you listened to last week's podcast, you might have heard that Guy has been grinding surprisingly a lot at the moment with hitting golf balls. Yeah. A phase. A phase, yeah. He's playing golf. mm he is grinding. He's hitting golf balls, and he went to my my one of my favorite places and yours, Trafford Golf Center. Yes. And you mentioned last week that I am quite lucky. I do have a, a black card. Yeah.
2: All the cards are black, by the way, but yours is a special <laughs> one.
1: Um, well, looked after. Thank you very much, Trafford Golf Center. So, um, when guy doesn't go with me, he ends up paying. I've heard <laughs> that, that is absolutely fine. So you made a comment last week on the podcast in and jest. I, well, quite fortunately, my friend and yours, you're now probably best friend. Yeah, one of my best friends. Um, the director of golf there, Pete, listened to the podcast and texted me and said, um, just let you know, if Guy ever wants to come down to the driving range, there's a card behind the till with his name on it <laughs> that will give him unlimited golf balls. Free. Tears still comes to my eye when I hear that text. And out of all the things that we've done and all the, all the nice perks that you get and nice staying in the old course hotel, et cetera, et cetera, your face lit up like a 10 year old on Christmas day that had just been told that you've joined the local golf club and you've got a brand new set of TaylorMade golf clubs Absolutely. ready for you. Um, I would say you've used this so far, right? Yes, i Not it, you've <laughs> no. used
2: it. Well, the thing is, I can't, I can't abuse it. It's not my fault if I've got a card. I go every day. I went Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm still in the boot right now, so i may to go today.
1: <laughs> um, you, but you're hitting a lot more balls, and you're enjoying it. The reason this is so good, right, is because... <laughs> it's free.
2: It's free. No, because genuinely now, hand on heart, I've been to Trafford for 10, 12 years, whatever. I used to work there, as obviously, you know. And I genuinely go and hit balls there. And joke side, I do obviously go with all intention of paying. And sometimes if Pete's behind the till, which isn't because he has his own office, he'll sometimes say like, oh, I'll I'll, I'll sort you out. Yeah, which is great. But I I genuinely don't expect to ever not pay because although I know Pete pretty well, a lot of the guys that work there, I don't know. So why would they give me free balls randomly? They wouldn't and they shouldn't do. So I go and I hit balls. And recently... They've changed the structure now so that Top Tracer is included in your ball price. Brilliant. So they've slightly increased the ball price fractionally, but Top Tracer's is now included. So if you're, the way it works out, I think, is if you're a kind of actual golfer, proper yeah. golfer, or whatever, it's better value. Yeah. If you go in on a bit of a date night, it's a bit probably dearer than it would have been before, but well, you're getting Top Tracer. Night, yeah, it?
1: exactly. So it doesn't matter. So it, in a way, everyone's winning. You know what? Honestly, and I, and I said this recently, I think I said it to you, a couple of, three or four years ago when Top Tracer first came out, I wasn't over the moon with it yeah. i was i was quite skeptical i think because i couldn't understand a unit a mass unit on a driving range could be accurate yeah i felt like no gc quad and a device down here that i can see that's it's measuring only me can be accurate yeah i've completely had a u-turn on yeah top no it, uh, same
2: hundred percent just
1: think i feel like now and i know you've mentioned it a couple of times i feel like now if you went to a driving range without it you do actually feel like you you're you're not practicing correctly
2: Well, it's a bit like, I used an analogy to you before, if we go running a bit, if you go for a run and you didn't use your Apple Watch or your Garmin or an app on your phone, whatever it might be, you don't know how far and how quick. It feels almost like a waste of exercise, which is a stupid way of thinking about it, but it just does. And that's kind of how I'm getting with Top Tracer now. If I hit balls without seeing the the stuff, and even it's just fun as well. So I went on Saturday, went on Sunday, end up hitting probably three wedges, four seven (laughs) irons, and all drivers, obviously on the long drive and some of the people that hit drivers i don't know how they do
1: it so what's your maximum distance so
2: far the though? max i've two hit days. is over the two days was 304 i think and it was but they were good hits yeah, as yeah. well and you see like 320s and stuff up there and i just don't know how it's done i really don't but speed. respect speed strength
1: i honestly think it's like that lad who did the one pound yard per yard challenge who went last yeah i think he got in the 320s didn't he it's outrageous. Bombed it. and it just super, super fast. But then the
2: thing to remember is, is that Top Tracer is tracking the actual ball flight. Yep. So if it's wind into the face or behind, yep. that's going to make a difference. If it's very cold, that's going to make a difference. So if you go in the summer with a bit
1: of wind behind, I'm
2: ah. guessing they'll pump out some big numbers. The thing is,
1: you're going on the same day as some of these guys hitting I know, well, that's
2: exactly it. So my excuse isn't really valid. I've no idea how to do it. But I've really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go, obviously, jokes aside, because I, I only ever get 40 balls as well. Yep. So that's enough for me. I'm not gonna go every day, it's a bit of a novelty no, at the moment. Course. But I do I do enjoy going and it's weird because it's actually only twenty three minutes for me to get there. Yeah. So straight onto the motorway.
1: It's a good range though, innit? It is a good range. It's a really cafe. Good. The quality is so good.
2: So that was that is the best thing I've ever got, ever.
1: Um when are you playing golf again next? You got anything lined up? Um
2: depends if you're when you're fancying the game. Next I, week you know what I did think of, by the way, bit yeah. of a challenge for you. Yeah. Just podcast challenge. Why don't we have to give you something to go to the gym for and hit balls for? Let's just say in two months, middle of March, we'll yeah. have a top-trigger challenge of actual long drive. I like no it. No excuses. So we'll I both like have two it. months to train, hit perfect. balls. Perfect. And we'll do actually, exactly we'll use the same day. Let's set
1: a date. We, check, check our calendars. do um, <laughs> not allowed do it do a date now. I just <laughs> no, feel like I need... Today... Monday the 14th, which perfect. is a podcast
2: day. Perfect. Valentine's Day. No, that's April. Uh, is that not? No, when's April? When is Valentine's
1: Day? Oh, February. Sorry. Yeah, so now
2: we'll go the month after. So we've yeah. got two months. Okay, You can do a bit of gym training, a bit of speed training. Well, today
1: is day one of
2: New Rick. Right, well, that's it then. That's what you're aiming
1: for. Yeah, New Rick starts today.
2: And even if, obviously want to beat each other, but even at the minute, I can't get much over 300 yards on Top Tracer. And now I know that, again, I just said the weather might change and stuff it might yeah. get it easier, but I can't. So if we can get both get pumping them out past 310. Love it. That's the challenge.
1: Yeah, 100%, I, I feel yeah. like. That, that's set in stone. Fourteenth of March.
2: What about if it's COVID pending? We can have a bit of audience, maybe oh. cheering us up. Oh, Rick, 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 Rick. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you're in, the, we'll we'll confirm it later. If you're in the area, that would be good. That one. We can have a few people watching. Do it at like, night. Yeah, a few beers. Record it for the record a bit for the podcast. Oh,
1: this could be good. This could be good. So. I like that. Um, this week, you're going to see another driver review coming out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. and it's from another big brand we've seen callaway we've seen TaylorMade. we see another brand coming out on wednesday which i must admit i think we spoke about in the podcast so far underwhelmed me initially but managed to sway me more positively towards the end of the review question for you then
2: this it's cobra i'm gonna yeah, say it okay. in trouble i get trouble it's cobra visually doesn't look that outstanding, let's yeah. be honest, but it performs. Stealth looks very, very different, yeah. but it performs. Do you think if a driver comes out now it's all singing and all dancing, you expect...
3: This is
0: Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which Burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: a lot from it yeah whereas when one comes out it's a bit more plain and vanilla 100%. you're then almost happy with almost average
1: results in yeah. a weird way it's the same we almost use here in the office it's almost like tailor-made of of over yeah but underperformed yeah where i feel like taylor callaway have gone they've underdeveloped but they're overperforming, yeah i feel like at the moment it's like when you expect it's not the same we say is it under under deliver no what is it under promise, over delivered, yeah. Under promise, but over delivered. That's right. So, I feel like that's what Cobra's done this year. Where I feel like Taylor made have over promised, yeah. And then you almost go in with this mindset that it's gonna be the best things ever since sliced bread, but then you might go, you might come off and go, Oh, I'm a bit underwhelmed.
2: I tell you what, though, I don't know if it's I'm living a bit more in the social media world this year or not, which can be quite not real, but I can't, I think you said this as well, but I can't remember bar R7, a tailor-made driver getting this much excitement and ever, hype.
1: Ever, 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 I think ever. Even more than R7. Yeah, 100%. Like 100%. Yeah, possibly is. It, it feels like this year, and I don't know whether it's marketing. I'm sure somebody would be able to do some real deep diving analysis on why tailor-made stealth driver this year seems to be so hyped. But you know what? That's
2: actually great for all the brands because let's just say you've got 10 guys who are going to go to Trafford on the date launches because yeah. they want one. Seven of them probably will walk away with it because they wanted it and hit it well. There'll be three guys who hit it and go, oh, it didn't quite perform for me. And then the sales staff, if they're doing a good job, will say, well, why don't you try out the new Callaway or yeah. the new Cobra? And they'll try it right. and go, actually, that's, that's good. I'll get that
1: one. So in a bizarre way, it could actually work well for all the brands. Well, as you know, I've just nipped into a golf shop this morning and they're asking about the reviews and asking about this, that, and the other. And I said... What's it been like here? He said the phone has been off the hook. It's mad. With people wanting to book in to to test stealth. And I said, what about Callaway? What? No, nothing. They I'm, all want to come in and test stealth. Well,
2: you know what's mad? When I said, when you got fitted for it, like those three shots that were terrible, I wasn't interested. Now I'm hitting driver touchwood better again. I actually want to hit it again. Yeah. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm interested myself, even though I know it won't be miles away from my own driver. It's, just, it's
1: intrigue, isn't it?
2: that's what it is i'll be very interested when it actually hits the shelves and to see how it does actually in reality who knows got some um questions for you go for it so this is from gaz um fit i think it's pronounced could rick shields break 75 the old-fashioned way just a scorecard no gps or gadgets just using a course planner in the markers I ask this question because my Apple Watch stopped working after only eight holes and I shot three over par on the back nine, the old-fashioned way, I'm a 26 handicapper. So what he's saying is, um Gary says, his name's actually Gary, that he played better golf without his GPS.
1: Yeah, I, I think I could. I think sometimes we do rely on technology a little bit too much out on the golf course. You know, I think... Sometimes it sounds daft, you know, when you just eyeball a shot and you just go, yeah, that feels like it would be my 56 degree. I'm just going to flick it in almost a bit like you'd practice. Like if we were on the short game area at Woburn, when we we did that mad challenges, we're not zapping the flags and find out the exact distance. We just go in, that feels about right. That's about the right shot. I think where it would be most challenging is the probably the, the longer shots into the greens, like the par threes, for yeah. example. Because you can go off the markers that are out there and you hope they're going to be okay. It's just that if it's a massive green and the pins at the back, it's ha- just a little bit harder to calculate. But I think if you almost played that style and only went off the marker, as long as those markers are to the middle of the green and just played to the middle of the green, you wouldn't be far away. No,
2: the only time you would be really maybe a little bit stuck, is if you're playing a new course. Yeah. Because you, you might not have the mark so it's hard to really know. On yeah, your home course. course.
1: Yeah, it's certainly your home course. You feel like you've played it probably enough times. Yeah. As much as I am still a massive advocator on getting the right number and getting the right distance, I still feel like for the majority of people, if not everybody, technology definitely does help. But sometimes, just as a little training aid, not training aid, almost just a bit of an experiment, just go out and just enjoy it. Like, yeah rob potter who obviously used to be on the channel uh when i was coaching him he was probably my most intense student mm-hmm. would turn up with all of his stats, he'd have uh, uh that would never happen to him what happened to gary would never have happened to rob what well, he'd lose charge or anything because he'd have he'd have two rangefinders. Yeah. he'd have three watches on he'd have a speedometer he'd have a wind measurer. you know do you know what i mean yeah. it, And I think sometimes I said to Rob, I honestly would love to see you turn up in a morning, hungover, with no technology, and go and just enjoy playing golf. And I I, still to this day think you would play better. Yeah. Um, But then on the flip side, I see a lot of golfers who maybe don't go into that much detail and make silly mistakes unnecessarily.
2: The one that I, I I'll say hate, I don't hate it, I'm not that bothered. But what I saw a lot of my friends doing was they'd get to, let's just say, third hole, and it's a par three. And they normally hit a 7-9. Yeah. And they'll just get on the hole, put 7-9 down. And I'm thinking, this is a five today. Yeah. The flag's a bit further so back. Different. It's cold. It's wind into the face a little bit. There's a lot of different, like, um,
1: factors to consider. Of there is. Rather than just actual distance. Well, you look at even the hole we played, or I played at St Andrews, old course, the 11th, yeah. par three. Yeah. Like so far, I've seen your brother hit driver and I'm sure I've hit like an eight iron into that green on different days just because the the condition is so different. So yeah, really do factor in your distances. This is from Eddie
2: Bellamy. Is there such a thing as irons getting old and losing their pop with age? Um, My current irons are 15, 16 years old. How much distance or forgiveness am I losing compared to something from 2021 or this year?
1: I think if you, if you were to ask the question, do they change Pops? Let's say he has that set now. Mm-hmm. He's had them for 15 years. If you could somehow get an exactly the same brand new set from 15 years ago, if you just compare them for a minute, the only thing that could change is your old set might have changed loft yeah. in that time frame. By the time they've been in your bag for 15 years and you've hit hundreds of thousands of golf shots and you've shoved them in the back of your car and whatever, certainly if it's a soft metal like a forged iron, the lofts can change. And sometimes it can be quite a significant amount, two or three degrees. So I would start off by saying, make sure, and it's not expensive to go to somewhere there's a loft and lie check and make sure all the lofts that they should be is what is correct. I remember when I was assistant pro at MIA and we used to do loft and lie checks. I'd be shocked sometimes. Let's say a seven iron had gone three degrees weak, right? And an eight iron had gone two degrees strong, those clubs have almost swapped. Yeah, it's mad. Like the eight iron then is stronger than the seven. So it can really easily happen. So make, I would start off with that. If then you were comparing that 15 year old set with a set of brand new irons, the biggest difference right now is loft. Mm-hmm. So the irons I reviewed last night, which you would have seen on the channel, the tailor made stealth irons, that seven iron is 28 degrees of loft. Strong, isn't it? Now, 15 year irons ago, that would be a five iron. Yeah. Minimum, wasn't it, really? Like yeah, two irons more, yeah. So if you were to compare Apples and Apples, that 15-year-old 15, 15 club with a set of clubs now, the only pop you might see that's different is the sh- lofts now are stronger. The club head designs, yes, have changed. Obviously, they are more powerful. But the biggest thing is making sure that those lofts kind of match up. Yeah.
2: The other thing as well, you hear, certainly better players, but it's quite often you'll hear somebody saying, oh, I need new wedges because my grooves
1: are ruined. Worn out.
2: But you don't hear that with irons very often. But no. I, I remember I bought um, years and years and literally years ago now a set of secondhand Titleist blades, and they—I yep. don't know who had them before me, but they were they had like the proper black spot in the middle where someone had been nailing him. Yeah. And if you looked at like the nine iron, the wedge, maybe even the eight iron, the grooves were almost non-existent, and that's yep. going to have a negative effect on performance as well. So There is obviously characteristics, but yeah, the biggest thing that like you said—it's a seven iron from then isn't a seven iron today. No. Um, from David Jolly, have either of you ever fell out with a club? Or, and then lost all confidence in using it. Yeah,
1: million percent. Yeah. Happens so often.
2: I feel like it's, it's normally like a two iron or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so often. Drivers, two irons, putters. Putters is a big one. Uh, wedges, yeah. I, I feel like maybe sets of irons are slightly harder because um, there'll still be some irons in there that you like and there'll be some that you maybe don't like. A hundred percent, any club in the bag, you might have been in love with when you first bought it and for whatever reason... Couple of bad shots, a couple of bad strikes. You soon soon start to lose confidence when you put that club behind the ball. You're not as it's not as mm. inviting to hit as it once was. Um, you can easily lose confidence in the clubs, and I think that's why we've touched on it a few times. If you can keep a couple of old putters knocking Butters around, or a couple of old drivers that you might have thought. I can get 50 quid trading for this driver but sometimes just keeping it in an old bag in your garage yeah. and then when for example you lose faith in your brand new TaylorMade Stealth you can just jump back in the garage grab out the old yeah. Callaway Diablo from 2002 <laughs> and just go on the range and just smack a few shots and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to put this in the bag for a yeah. week.
2: I think, for me, putters is a massive one, and I actually went into my loft the other day, and I've still got... I can't remember that uh, it was a Nike Method Origin putter, and it was yeah. the one that Rory used for a bit. It's like a Scotty Cameron, yeah. really. It's not as good as that, but it's like light one. And it's got, like, I'll um, sounds this, but a, f- a thin, fat grip. So, like, yes. a fat grip, I but I a think thinner I know it's like version of. Like quite on.
1: a hard grip, if I remember correctly. Well, the
2: ones that they actually came with originally were, like, a, a, a thin pistol. Yeah. But this one I had, like, a custom grip on. It's like... Um, what are those brands of, of grip that are thicker? What's it actually called? Not fat. Uh, Superstroke. So whatever. yeah. yeah super it's, like a, it's, it's one of those, but it's not nowhere near the biggest size to do. Yeah. And I just did a little few strokes. I was like, oh, that's really good. At some point in my life, that will go back in the bag yeah. again for a bit. And if you, like I said, if you cannot sell a putter, that is the, is the,
1: the one club I think you can throw back in so easily. Well, again, a daft thing. While mm. we're in St Andrews, we couldn't afford, we couldn't not go shopping. So I went into 2nd uh, secondhand shop, which is actually my favourite shop in St Andrews. I think so. By a mile. Yeah. I I think it is. And a little tucked away around the corner and the gent in the I I think, ask his name again. I need to ask his name next time. Uh, He was loving it because he got a a shout out in one of the videos we did a few weeks ago. But looking around that shop and just picking up some of the old clubs, it's like, I mean, I bought four and I didn't really need them, but I just thought, why not? Like sometimes I I bought a 64 degree Cleveland wedge a hundred percent one time this summer. I'll go out to the short game area near me and just hit Spin these shots. some. Just, just, yeah. Just at, for fun. At what point does a
2: club become almost cool again? So, for example, I've currently got the Ping G425 driver. Yeah. And the other Ping driver I've ever owned was a G10. I think yeah. that was in about 2008 or so. I can't remember what year it came out. And they had pretty much the exact same one. And I nearly got it, and I thought it was like 75 quid. He might have done a bit of deal on it. I thought, no, I'm not going to use it. But I kind of semi-wanted it a little bit. A little yeah. bit. If that was a Ping... G30 I wouldn't have occurred now. Obviously, because I didn't own it, but still, there's a point where they start to feel like almost what yeah. where, when is the hat? Like, what
1: I don't think you can put a time on it, but time definitely makes the heart grow fonder yeah, on, on golf. Does.
2: golf like, I would want an M3 driver now, you wouldn't know, no,
1: but then in five years, you go, That's oh, an M3, maybe. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Really weird, yeah, I, exactly the same. You. you a lot of these clubs that I was seeing in the shop, I probably got in my in my lockup, and I'm and I'm going, I'm going, oh, I fancy that! I'm thinking, why do I fancy yeah. that? What what makes me like that? And it's almost nostalgia. It's almost is. like, God, didn't clubs used to be simple back in G G range? Well, no, the technology back then was just as revolutionary as it, as it was back then. But Arguably more so back
2: then because the felt like it was bigger jumps, yeah. bigger. When a drive, brought out, when a brand brought out a new driver, it
1: often was literally bigger in size. and There was more to talk about. You know which club right now I think you could almost get away with being this kind of cool is an old M2. Yeah. And that's Mm. what, 2015? That's because that was a good driver as well. But it's like, already that feels a bit retro. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. But then you could attack this
2: 9.13, wouldn't No, it wouldn't, because it just wasn't a good year. 9.10, though, but that's a good driver. It's weird. (laughs) Um, Speaking of tailor-made and, and equipment brands, etc. Kristen Broadbent has said would Rick sign a twelve-month deal with TaylorMade to be through the bag on the promise of a video with Tiger. Seriously, now, wow. So let's just say,
1: I think if I was if I was allowed to be super transparent and say this is why it is, they wouldn't let you do that. I don't think I I would if they, if I could sign it and go right. I'm signing with TaylorMade because I can do a video with.
2: What about if they said, sign with us, the first video you do with us is going to be at the Kingdom, we're going to have Tiger there, you're going to kind of do a bit of a whatever with Tiger, and that's your, that's your video with him, but then for the next year you won't get to see him again, but you still have to use all the tailor-made stuff.
1: Mm. I think that may, that way around might be easier. Yeah, Because it's in the bank i've done the video with tiger it was up front first first day i'm doing a video with tiger and everyone else oh you sell out i did a video with tiger oh you're <laughs> selling mind. out i did a video. where if it was at the end of the year and you certainly it all year uh, yeah I'm, I'm like yeah but i'm but i am doing oh, t- well, i yeah, am yeah, doing a video with, with tiger it. and people are like yeah whatever yeah but no i am they've promised me oh yeah whatever yeah okay okay we'll see yeah so if Taylor made me the listing Video with Tiger up front. No fee. No fee. Just just <laughs> Please. Video with Tiger up front. I'll use all the clubs for the full year. Yeah. I think good. that's fair. Yeah, I do. Um, Charlie
2: Jones has said, um, how important is a decent golf ball? And I, I've got a little take on this. I have told a story before, so I do apologise to those people that have listened, but I would normally go out and use Pro V1. Yeah. Just what I do. I'm happy to use a TP. Well, I have to use any golf ball. That's what I'd, I'd navigate towards. I'd gravitate towards a Pro V1 and... There was a time where my mother-in-law, um, somebody at her work had left or whatever, and in his desk, he had a couple of dozen golf balls, he wasn't bothered about taking them, so I got them, she gave them to me, because obviously I play golf. And they were like, um, I can't remember exactly, but like a tight list DT solo, with, like some random logo stamped on the side. And I played at my old golf course with some friends one evening, using one of them because they wanted not to use a Pro V1 and lose it or whatever, and shot three under gross, which was one of the best scores I've probably shot around, well it was the best score I've shot around there. But yeah, I would never use that ball in a comp and I'm trying no. to get a good score. Thing, so it's no. kind of, although that's not a bad golf ball, obviously, it's kind of not what you'd fit me for. And you think, isn't it mad how, like, if I went for a fitting with Titleist and they tried me again with that ball against the Pro V1, every day of the week they'd come out and say Pro V1, and I'd also say I want Pro V1. But there's nothing more actual, evidential, if that's even a word, than the actual score you've shot. Yeah, exactly. And I shot under
1: par with it. So it's weird, isn't it? Because even, it sounds daft things. Let's say, for example... You, you got fitted for a Pro V1. Yeah. Which Titleist claimed that everybody should use a Pro V1. Yeah. It's a mad line, that, isn't it? Everyone should use a Pro V or a Pro V1X. It's only if then, basically, you don't want to spend that much money, you go down the yeah. tiers of
2: golf balls. Kind of makes sense. I don't know if it's true or not, but...
1: So, if you if you got a proper fitting and... You, came out of t- t- pro v1 whatever it may be that is giving you the best ball speed the best spin characteristics that on paper should suit your game mm-hmm. and you go around the putting green and you like the feel of it the most and you like the spin of it the most for example right yeah from a personal standpoint what you might then under factor is let's say you go out on the putting green or you, let's say you go and play golf let's say when you're using pro v1 around the greens, you might like the feel, but does it almost spin too much? Are you leaving your put chip shots too short of the hole because there's too much check? Yeah. Where if you threw down a DT, DT solo that doesn't spin as much, are you actually statistically getting it closer yeah, yeah. to the hole? true. The other big thing as well, let's say you, you prefer putting with a Pro V1, but your putting speed, the way you see puts and link that with the Pro V1, everything's missing short and on the low side because you're not getting the speed. Mm. For example, if you use a DT Solo, it's a harder golf ball, you're hitting it and it's staying on the speed that you project better. Yeah, yeah. Even though you might not like the feel of yeah, it. True. So there, there might just be elements of that as well as much as statistically on paper you should use this ball, sometimes in a real-life scenario a different golf ball would suit you better. Yeah. So I think, I love golf balls and, I used to not like testing golf balls that much because I thought they're not that different. I think they've all got these little subtle differences that might just suit different golfers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like golf ball reviews, something we do them on YouTube, they get fantastic views. Because again, unlike a brand new 500-pound driver, somebody listening to a, or watching a golf ball review will go, yeah, go on then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy three of those yeah. for 12 quid and give them a go. I'm going to buy a box of those for 20 quid and give them a go. Yeah. You know, it's an easier product to try, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah no, it is 100%. And, and at the end of the day, we lose golf balls. We need to replenish them. Yeah, um, I think they're at a price point now, like the Pro V1s, where they're expensive, but they're just about like... They don't weirdly feel like they've changed that much. I think no, a dozen Pro Vs now you're going to get for around... I'm just going to check out. 12 know what, quid? Or, well, I was thinking of a dozen. is going to be about oh, more a like dozen. 40 quid. Yeah. But well, 45 quid, I think. So on... Yeah, American Golf, which is the first website I've gone on, the forty-four ninety-nine. Yeah, I feel like Pro V ones have always been forty quid. Yeah, so they've They are expensive, and certainly if you lose them, but they've not like got to the point where the sixty, seventy quid. Um, speaking of kind of the Pro V one and how big of an advancement that was in golf, Max Thomas has said, "What do you think would be the next big advancement in golf in the golf gear kind of sector? Uh, for example, when hybrids first launched, they were kind of revolutionary, you know, a whole new product line. So not necessarily a technology."
1: but an actual product line. If I knew that, Max, I'd be a bloody billionaire. <laughs> um, it, It's hard to say. I, yeah. Is What's the gap in the market right now in product? The the only sector, I believe, that brands could make cool, because hybrids were never cool when they first came out, you know. No. People didn't like them. They, they it, Almost a bit well, like... Well, TorPos
2: didn't use them for ages, did they? TorPos
1: didn't use them for ages, and they almost had this stigma of like... Oh, it's, it's just a club that gets you out of the bit of rough. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that popular. And over time, it definitely became a lot more popular. It became a lot more um, usable by all different categories of golfers. Mm-hmm. I would say one sector which was really struggled with that is like the short game. I still think there's wedges out there that could help a lot of golfers, but they've never become cool. Like, mm. really wide sole clubs, yeah. even chippers. Yeah like I feel like chippers have such a bad stigma but I honestly believe if st- if chippers became a mandatory golf club that people had <laughs> to carry people would lower the score I'd, I'd think yeah. that I think if you if suddenly a rule of golf was right you can have 15 clubs in your bag but one of them has to be a chipper I honestly think people would be a bit wary at first but over time they'd actually start to use it and and I genuinely believe that. Hit better short yeah. game shots. No, I think yeah, I think when whether we've reviewed so basically, them. I want chippers to become cool. No, coincidence <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I could make chippers cool.
2: The only thing with the chipper is, I know it's a joke, but if you are a better player, it is taking a whole club out your bag. That's what I'm saying. I, that, yeah, if you had one in, I, I feel yeah. like.
1: But but bearing in mind, that's what hybrids were like back in the day. Rescues. Yeah, yeah. You'd Nothing almost way. have to take a club out the yeah. bag, a three iron. Yeah, and putting in and put. a rescuing. Well, that's where the numbers came
2: from, wasn't it? So you replaced that number of iron, didn't quite yeah. work. But I'd say what I think I would like to see, and this probably will never happen now in the kind of era we're in with launch monitors, but there was a spell where brands had square drivers. Obviously, the whole story of that was MOI, forgiveness, accuracy in your golf shots, and they kind of weirdly weren't marketed as being the longest, but certainly the most accurate drivers. And there was, I think, evidence in that. Obviously, they sounded horrendous at the time, they didn't really take off, but it would be good. Think about, like, it's my the best example now. I have just thought over my head and it felt good, so bear with me. It might not be But if you think about, like, um, when Mo Farah does a marathon run, or whatever, the shoe that he will wear is obviously Nike's top shoe, and and they may say that that should be the shoe that everyone should wear, but if you were, you know, he's looking for speed, he's looking for all the things in a shoe he wants, because if you were running your first ever marathon and you're doing it for a charity or something, you probably wouldn't wear the same shoe he has, you might wear one that is a bit more padded, or whatever it might be. Yeah. But yet, with golf clubs, that people want, obviously, to aspire to use what the Tour Pros use when they have very different wants and needs, and yes, you can get them fitted, and they're slightly different models, but overall, they're kind of similar. But it would be good if brands made, so like if TaylorMade made a driver that was all about accuracy, mm. so Tour Pros didn't use it, because they don't really need to, but it was, let's say, rather than being 45 inches, it was 43 inches, so you yep. get a bit more control. You know, they changed, it, it wasn't super, super low-spinning, but it was, you know, I don't know what they do, I'm not an engineer. But if you had clubs that were actually designed more to hit the fairway, yeah. because drivers now at 45, 45 and a half inches are longer. You know, people are getting more club head speed with the striking all over the face. That would be something that would interest me. Definitely. I just don't know how it would work, how people would, if we, would people get sucked into it or not because distance is sexy, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And again, going back to this idea, I think if, if you were to allow another club in the bag, a 15th club, I think people would possibly put a forgiving driver in the bag. Yeah you've got your normal driver that you might use that's going to hit you a long distance. But now you've got a, a club that is just designed for ultimate, ultimate forgiveness because there's, there's 13 degrees of loft on it, big, massive head, shorter shaft, dead easy to hit. Yeah, you know, it doesn't curve offline. Um, I honestly think you'd see a lot more golfers put it in. I think that the stigma is if they only had that as a driving option, they would be cons- always thinking, could I hit it a bit longer? Yeah. Could I- He's got the normal driver, and he's hitting it 20 yards past me. Question for you, then. At the moment,
2: brands do typically make they'll make several, but two drivers, a, a kind of standard one, for want of a better word, and then a lower-spinning model. And the yep. lower-spinning model is what you typically see Tour Pros using. I imagine, again, a bit of a guess, if you got a Bryson or Rory to hit the standard model and then hit the low-spin model, they would gain on the low-spin model by yep. some amount. If you got an 18 handicap to do the same test, I imagine the gain would actually be very short, if mm. actually no if gain. I mean. So they don't really get the benefit of these lower spinning drivers massively. But people still like, sometimes navigate towards them. Sort of to like, is, is there not a way of making a th- another, not like a slice, but another option that's like super, super, super?
1: I don't know. I think it'd be good. Well, like, they to make, see- they, like I said, they make slice drivers, don't they?
2: Yeah. Which haven't been great. I think it would be a good idea then for a video now, and we've obviously got the rights on it. If we say it first, if we get like Nick Hibbs or something, a professional club builder, to almost build us a super forgiving driver, yeah. so like let's just say a Ping G425 Max with the most loft you can get, get a proper custom built shaft, that's like 43 inches, yeah. get it all weighted, and actually give it to amateurs and give them a normal one and see what the difference is. I mean, even like glue the inside of the head, yeah, make it all proper and give it because I when I used to fit golfers in my old job many moons ago. I, ha- I actually asked the guys who worked above me for some shorter length shaft options because so I knew that the shaft that was in stock was too long. I think I had an inch shorter and half an inch shorter and I put so many golfs in the inch shorter and the yeah. strikes became so much more
1: centred and consistent. That'd be a good thing to try. A bit nerdy, but I think it'd be good. i just like to say, yeah, I think I think golfers can get better. Sometimes their ego can get in the way. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same. I think, I think golfers could definitely lower the scores. If that's what... Their main objective yeah. was, I will just enjoy golf a bit more.
2: And then, the last question I've got is from John Cason: What are the best golf courses in the Northwest to play in the winter?
1: Anything links, yeah. St old links. I played it a few weeks ago. Phenomenal condition. Royal Hoy Lake, Royal Lytham. The only thing with all those though expensive. is they're expensive and. Kind of <coughs> what would um, you? There any- but there's links golf courses like. Um, let me think. There are cheaper links golf courses. What are the cheaper links? Golf what
2: courses? what Southport old links like? I never played that. I never know that. played it.
1: I have played Fleetwood. That's dry, nice course. Or is it dry? What well, about no, ones that are more like? I
2: always think like foresty courses are quite sensitive. Sometimes dry. I don't yeah. think me think that the roots of the we, trees almost soak up a bit. I don't know if that's true.
1: Again, Delamere. Yeah, the one that we played
2: is. Yeah, can Delamere. Delamere
1: is phenomenally dry. Um, but again, maybe not the cheapest. Um. Mm, that's the only thing with good quality course in this in the winter. They know they're good quality golf yeah, courses. Stay and obviously they'll stay expensive. Um I'm trying to think of a really good little The only other thing gem. to
2: do, and this is kind of not what he's asking to say North but it is like a trip up to Scotland where there's yeah. loads more courses. Yeah. And do a bit it, took, of trip. it took
1: us four hours to get up there that's the other it. day.
2: That's what I was saying to, I said this to my family when I got home, what's mad is that like if I know Americans Difference was in the sense that if they have a four-hour drive it's almost on the doorstep yeah. whereas for us it's like oh my day's got a four-hour drive <laughs> yeah. but it just almost saddens me that so many people who live within a four or five-hour drive of like st andrews who love golf have never been it's mad. like you could all and this sounds a bit extreme but you could almost get up on a sunday let's just say your partner ever had something on that day and you had the day to yourself i know a lot of people have kids and stuff but let's just say you did and you left the house at seven o'clock which isn't ridiculous no. get there for like 12 that includes a stop off at the services you could literally explore, the. you could walk a lot of the course, you could, even on a Sunday, you could actually walk around the course, explore the town.
1: I'm going to give some names of golf courses. Go on. Hoy Lake Muni. Right. Right next door to Hoy Lake, it's got to be, got to be dry. Leasso. Oh, Leaso, yeah. Lisa, that's dry. That's over dry. the water, yeah. Uh, these are all over the water at the moment. Wallasey Golf Club's definitely one you want to try and play. Again, not sure of the price on that one. Um, West Lanks, amazing, super dry. Formby Golf Club and Formby Ladies, again, not the cheapest, but Amazing. Uh, S and A, Southport, on Innsdale, Hillside. Um, there are choices, like I say, it's just a bit more of a challenge when it's uh, what's this one called again? Uh, Hesketh, Southport Golf oh, Links. Yeah, some good ones there. Um, yeah, th- there's
2: options. Green fees obviously can get silly, but if it's a course that you have on almost like your bucket list and you want to play, you have to see it as not so much that I'm paying that to play it today; it's that I'm paying it to say I've, I've played that course forever yeah that's true but that's the thing what's in andrews though again if you lived four or five hours away you get there for lunch time you set off at seven that morning yeah, yeah it's a long drive obviously you have a wander around the golf course you go into the town you go you know there's all this stuff you can do and you leave at like six yeah back home for 10 now yeah that is a lot of driving but then the next day you're going to work on the monday so like, what did you do yesterday oh i just went shopping did nothing oh, i did it what did you do? I went to Andrews. It's like, what? Like, yeah. it isn't
1: that far out of the realm of possibility. I played the Jubilee course, and yeah. I played the new course, I played the old course, whatever it may be. Even not to play golf. It sounds bizarre, I went to the Himalayas.
2: Going to the Himalayas, look around the golf shops. You
1: know, I don't yeah. think it was open the other day, you know.
2: Was it not? No. There was no flags, actually,
1: was no. Um, I
2: think that's where we're up to,
1: pretty great. much. So Exciting week. Again, big guest Wednesday. Very big guest Wednesday. <sighs>
2: I'll have to think about what to ask him. You've got a few questions you need to ask him, I believe.
1: I've got some big questions that we're asking.
2: Sometimes we've had um, guests on Zoom. I've kind of just not bothered. Not not bothered, but we've kept it, just you. But I think I need to be on this one. Oh, you need to referee this. I know we'll win if it, <laughs> if it comes down to 50
1: cuffs. Guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you rate it five stars on Apple, Spotify, um, on your local fast food chain website. Tell four friends that's what you gotta do this week if you've um watched this to the end or
2: listened till the end um you can comment on the youtube video now or you could emails or something i don't know but if you can guess what drinker had in that cup we'll give away
1: some of the badges and that we got and maybe something else there we go so guys thanks for listening stay tuned lots more to come we shall see you next week